0: It came out of that volunteer work that I was doing when I fostered dogs and I love photography. So I would take pictures of the dogs I was fostering and I noticed they got adopted faster. And so I would go to our rescue events and I would take pictures of all the foster dogs. And I just came home one day and I looked at my husband and I said, I think I want to become a pet photographer. Hmm. And bless him. His response was, duh, took you this long to figure (laughs) this
1: out. (laughs)
2: Welcome to Season 3 of The Rock Pod, produced for the Royal Oak Michigan Chamber of Commerce. I am John Gay for Jagged and Detroit Podcasts.
1: I am Lisa Bibby, your neighborhood realtor with Keller Williams Advantage.
2: So I mentioned this being Season 3. Before we get to today's guest, I want to thank all of the Chamber members who have been listening to the podcast and have offered us some really great feedback on the podcast. And one thing that Lisa and I kept coming back to is... The strength of the Royal Oak Chamber is in its people, in that people get to know each other and form relationships, and then they start doing business together. So with that feedback in mind, Lisa and I sat down and we decided we want to get to know our guests as people first and business owners second. So with that, I want to welcome today's guest, Jennifer McCallum from Firefly Pet Photography. Welcome to the show.
0: Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
2: Rumor has it you've got some special skills. We've seen the T-shirt everywhere of I'd rather be home drinking a glass of wine and petting my dog.
0: You are a sommelier or were a sommelier. Tell us about this. So I worked for the largest wine company in the world and I fell in love with wine and just wanted to know more and more. So I did all of the education and became a third level sommelier. Um, So I like to say that I'm a wine geek. I am not a wine snob. So I like knowing (laughs) about it. But I don't judge people and I'm all about, you know, wine should add value to your meal and make everything taste better. Um, it's nothing to get all like snoppy about.
2: So $2 Chuck, well, now $3 Chuck is not something you're going to judge me on if I pick it up at Trader Joe's.
0: I wouldn't drink it with you, but I won't judge. You. <laughs> <laughs> wine definitely makes a meal taste better. <laughs> it does. So
1: Jen, we also heard that you love to garden. I'm a big gardening buff myself. So
0: curious, what is the most unique plant that you've grown? Ooh, I am a huge fan of alliums, which are technically onion or in the onion family. So there's big, beautiful purple balls that bloom in the spring. But the best thing is that like rabbits and deer and even dogs don't bother them. So nothing eats them just as they're about to bloom. And they give you kind of a Dr. Seuss look in the garden. I just think it's magical. So every year I plant about 100 more. Um, So I have quite a few now. Oh, I want to see photos. You know, Michigan actually has a native wild onion that grows too. You know, I think I've seen that on some of our walks in some of the fields and stuff. Because you can definitely smell it when you walk by.
2: Jennifer, you mentioned uh, the the dogs and the animals not going near the onions. This is kind of a perfect segue into what you do professionally. I I have to ask, okay, Firefly Pet Photography, before we get into what you do specifically with the business, how did you become such an animal lover and and get involved with animals?
0: I was born an animal lover. I loved being around animals as a child. My mom was worried because I would walk up to any animal that I saw. Like I knew (laughs) no fear. I just thought they were all my friends. So I've always loved them. I've always done animal rescue, whether that was transporting or fostering. Um, I've personally fostered over 100 dogs and cats. Um, And then I got into the board of an animal rescue. And then I started my business because I realized I could actually do a lot more for animals as a business than I could as an individual. It was kind of that combination of my passion, my skills, um, and just making the world a better place. So it just worked. I love
1: that. I'm also a big advocate for rescuing animals. We have so many of them that need a loving home, whether you're fostering or adopting. So thank you for being a part of that in so many animals' lives. And we want to get into a little bit more about your business. So you got into photography with animals and their owners. Can you tell us a little bit more about how you started your business?
0: Sure. So It came out of that volunteer work that I was doing when I fostered dogs and I love photography. So I would take pictures of the dogs I was fostering and I noticed they got adopted faster. And so I would go to our rescue events and I would take pictures of all the foster dogs. And I just came home one day and I looked at my husband and I said, I think I want to become a pet photographer. Hmm. And bless him, his response was, duh, took you this long to figure (laughs) this out. (laughs) He knows you better than yourself. (laughs) Very supportive. And while I loved wine, working for a big company and the corporate and all of that, it never filled my soul. And working with animals does that. But it's not just the animals, it's the people who love them. So I think that's what makes me a little different. You talk to a lot of pet photographers and they're the ones wearing those t-shirts that say, I love dogs. I hate humans. Yeah. I don't feel that way. I, in fact, I would never wear a shirt like that because I think the humans are amazing. If they love animals, we have something in common sure. and I'm going to bond with them or something. I like to say that I photograph both ends of the leash. <laughs> so I really encourage people to be in the photos with their pets. Um, and even if a client calls and says, I don't want to be in any pictures, I'm like, let's just take a few. If you hate them, we'll delete them. Nobody has to see them, but you might really appreciate it one day. And I had that same moment myself when a senior dog was an emergency vet. And I realized I've taken so many gorgeous pictures of him and I'm not a single one. Mm. That gut punch on top of a gut punch. And I don't want anybody else to feel that way. And I can help.
2: I'm struck by the pictures behind you. Obviously, this is an audio podcast, but I'm seeing the pictures behind you in your studio there of just some beautiful pictures of dogs with their owners. And, and I've, like Lisa, I've just had a silly grin on my face for the last few minutes hearing you, hearing describe how you've started your business and how it's grown and and the why behind it. And I, and I love the both ends of the leash because I, I tend to fall into that sometimes too of, Oh, I like dogs better than humans, but. The fact that you are capturing that bond and Lisa and I both as pet owners, there really is nothing like that bond between a human and a pet, no matter what kind of pet it is. And you do more than just dogs or you just stick to mostly dogs?
0: I will photograph any pet but a spider. (laughs) I am terrified of spiders. And I've actually had several people call and ask about photo shoots with their spiders. And I thought it was my friends pranking me because everybody (laughs) knows how terrified I am. And luckily I treated it like, you know, it could be a client, but I just explained. That, oh, my hands would be shaking too much. It would not work out well for anybody. So
2: you'd have to be a thousand yards away with a telephoto lens, <laughs> and then be, and then if your hands shake, and you can't shake with a long lens like that. I, I see where you're going. Yeah. yeah.
0: Even that, <laughs> even that is too close. So yeah, I I love cats. Um, I have several cats of my own. Um, dogs, horses, guinea pigs, ferrets, birds. Um, I love them all. The majority of my clients do tend to be dogs, and part of that's probably because I'm also inspired so much by nature, so I love being outdoors. And sometimes it's harder to get cats outdoors unless they're you know, comfortable being on a leash. Um, so I do some in home, but for the most part, my work is outdoors in a beautiful spot because Michigan's got so many oh, yeah. of them.
1: Yeah, it does. So can you tell us a little bit more about the experience from the client and what they need to do to prepare and plan for a photo session?
0: Absolutely. I consider it all about the experience. Mm -hmm. So I want to make sure that most of my clients have never done this before. They they probably just heard that pet photography is a thing, but I've done it hundreds of times. So I want to make sure that they're in good hands. And so we start with a consultation call and that's where we see for a good fit because I'm not for everybody. I have a particular style. I have a personality and, you know, I'm just not right for everybody. So we make sure that I can deliver what they are looking for, what they're dreaming of, And if that is a go, then we plan the session and we figure out where we're going to go. And that's going to depend on the dogs and their people. So if they like to be in water, we'll go to a park that's got water. If they really want flowers, we'll go someplace that I know has a lot of blooming flowers. So it just depends on each individual situation of where we go. And then I give them tips of what to wear and what not to wear and how to prepare their pet for it. I ask questions about, you know, if their pets have allergies to food because I bring a lot of really high value treats. Mm. That's how you get them to sit. <laughs> That's part of it. Yeah. Um, but they don't actually have to sit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we plan that session. We do the session. And during the actual experience, my only rule is that the dogs and children can do no wrong because I want that personality to come out. And so I need to create that safe space where they can just be themselves and they're not, you know, being yelled at or, You know, so we might ask, like, can your dog sit here? And if he flops down, cool, that's him. That's his personality. So that's what I want to capture. So they can do no wrong. There's nothing that that dog is going to do. They can pee on my camera bag. I'm still not (laughs) going to get mad about it. Like, it's happened before. It'll happen again. I'm a pet photographer. I'm used to it. I just want them to relax and have a good time. And I want their pet parents to know, too, that, okay, we're cool. I don't have to be worried they can be in that moment with their pet. They don't have to worry about what their pet is doing. And then after the photo session, we come back and it's usually Zoom or it might be in their home where we'll go through a gallery of images and we'll select their favorites and we'll decide what suits their lifestyle in terms of how they wanna enjoy that. They might be album people, they might be wall art people, they might just want the digitals to go on their phones. And I get that, so we create that for them.
2: I wanna follow up on when you said about what to wear, what not to wear does that dependent on scenery is that dependent on color Uh, you caught my attention with that
0: it's a little bit of both probably the biggest surprise for people is i ask them not to wear black or white okay number one a lot of times dogs have black or white in them and i don't want like especially if you have a black dog if you wear a lot of black you tend to blend together Mm. and i want everybody to stand out individually and black and white actually doesn't photograph that well it's very harsh and if we're out in a nature setting it's much more of those earth tones and it's much softer. So I try to help people, you know, I have that formula of how to figure out with multiple people, how do you look cohesive without being matchy matchy? Um, <laughs> and so I have some templates and some guides that I'll send them. I'm also happy to go to their homes and help them pick out their wardrobe or we can do a zoom call or they can send me pictures of what they're thinking. And I can tell I'm like, Oh, Hey, this might be good. Or mm, I like this one better than that one. So I want them to be comfortable in what they're wearing and how they look. So again, so they can just be themselves. So let's be honest here. Not everybody has a perfectly trained pet.
1: (laughs) So how do you deal with it if, you know, you are trying to get a photo of them off leash and they're running around chasing things and, you know, how do you handle
0: that? I don't think there's such a thing as a perfectly trained pet. And I'm glad of it, right? Because they are not robots. They have their own personality. So... Most of the time, dogs are on leash. I prefer it because safety is the most important thing. I don't want anybody to get injured. Um, We're usually in a public place. And so I want to make sure that whoever I'm with, our pet is under control. So they're on leash. I edit those out in the post-processing. So it looks like they're off leash, but they aren't. And if they don't want to sit still, then I don't want them to sit still. So I'll follow (laughs) them. We'll do action shots. I'll just let them kind of take the lead. And I'll follow along to see what they want to do. And then I might ask them to sit with a treat. I make crazy noises to get them to look at me. And I just need that split second of them looking. And with my gear and I'm ready for it, I can capture that image. Um, and then as part of that whole experience of being in a beautiful spot, I expect dogs to want to sniff and check it out. So that's built in. They can go. We take breaks. They can go wander. And that's what we do. We wander through the park and we stop and take pictures and then we keep wandering.
2: You know, we had previously had Jill Valuette on the podcast, Mm who is a dog massage therapist. And full disclosure, I hire her. She comes once a month to massage my dog. And she talked about making the dog comfortable with you when you come into the home. I got to imagine that's a big part of your process as well, Jen.
0: Absolutely. Again, some that comes up in the conversations during the consultation call, if they're shy dogs, especially, I'll ask my client not to be offended, but I'm going to ignore the dog when I get there because I want the dog to have the choice to come up to me or not. And I'll throw little treats their way, but I might not make eye contact. I might not, you know, like I might just ignore them and get stuff ready and just let them warm up. If they don't have any problems, great. We do a little taste test and we see, okay, out of the four or five different treats that I bought, you know, (laughs) which one does the dog really, really like? Um, And I try to find really gross, just really stinky treats for them to (laughs) eat. Especially like if a dog can't see that well, There's still nothing wrong with that nose. So they're still going to know where I'm at and they're still going to know that they want that treat that I've got. So we try to make it fun for them. And then at the end of every photo shoot, they get to keep a toy. So they get to have a little toy to take home with them as a thank you to them for all of their hard work. Nice. And you also offer
1: uh, what you call pup date emails where you talk about dog friendly events and different locations. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
0: Absolutely. I love writing these pup dates. So it's an email list every Wednesday. I send out the email to, I think I'm about 3000 people now in wow. across Michigan. And I search the web for all kinds of fun things to do with our pets. I love spending time with my dogs. I love getting out and doing different things. So I look for dog friendly events, um, whether that's a festival that I can take my dog to, or of course, a winery that allows dogs. Mm-hmm. It might be a lure course or an obstacle course or anything that might be helpful to other people, I'm already looking. So I combine all of that stuff. And then I also include things like um, how people can help. So if animal rescues are having fundraisers, I want to post that information to help Amplify, Amplify their mission. And I also include things for kids and pets. Where can kids go learn about animals or spend time with animals? So I have a couple different parts of that email. And then I'm I'm looking at maybe in the future, actually making that more of a social group and having a membership where people can have a calendar of events. It's not just a weekly update that's one page. It might be a whole calendar that's much more fluid and has hundreds of different events that they could choose from.
2: The other thing we want to ask you about, Jen, is uh, the project you've worked on, uh, Tales of Childhood, Woof Upon a Time. It's a fundraising book for the Humane Society. I have to hear more about this.
0: So it's actually my third book project. Wow. My first was uh, Shelter and Home about pets that were adopted during the pandemic. Um, my next book was Tales of Northville. And so this came up because I realized I love photographing kids with their pets and As an adult, I wish I had more photos of me with my childhood dog. Like Mm. I I have so many memories of Laddie, and I wish I had more photos. So this is kind of a way for me to give the parents something that they're going to enjoy now, and then the kids are going to enjoy it a lot more in the future. So it's a book project where people can register, and then $100 from that registration fee is donated back to the Humane Society of Macomb, and that goes to help their kids camp in the summer. And we do a photo shoot, and then one of the images from that photo shoot of the children with their pets um, will go in the book. And it will also include each client gets two pages in the book. So one page will be the image, and then the other page will have two little stories. And the first story is, what did the kids love about their pets? And the other side of that is, what did the pets love about their kids? So obviously the mom and dad can get involved in writing that for them. But again, it's almost like that little time capsule that... We love now, you know, it's heartwarming now, but one day the kids are going to look back and I think they're going to, you know, be really happy that they have those memories, too. Oh, I
1: can't wait for this book to come out. So you had mentioned a couple of cities and counties there, but I forgot we haven't asked you where are you located and how far do you like
0: to travel to do your photography? I'm based in Northville, but I'm in parks all over southeastern Michigan. I've probably been to most parks. I I pull up a map and (laughs) I'll go scout with my own dogs to figure out like, is there a beautiful spot? Um, Is there a best time of year for it? So I'm based in southeastern Michigan. That's where a lot of my sessions happen. But I also love to travel to up north. Um, Of course, it's gorgeous. Michigan's got So many different landscapes. I also love to travel internationally. So I did some photo shoots in Portugal last year. Wow. Um, So anywhere I go, I'm going to try to photograph dogs um, because that's just my happy place.
2: While we're on the topic, Jen, you'd given us a heads up beforehand. You wanted to mention Pure Michigan Pups. Go ahead with that.
0: Yeah. So while the book project is a fundraiser for the Humane Society, I also have a personal project. And this is just images in my head that I need to get out. And it was inspired by Michigan and the range of landscapes that we have is unbelievable. And I think most people haven't even experienced half of them. And so I was up at Silver Lake Sand Dunes probably eight years ago. And I remember thinking, this looks like you're in the Sahara. I cannot believe this is Michigan. And I tucked that away. And then when I started pet photography, it was always in the back of my mind, like, I want to go photograph a dog on the Silver Lake Sand Dunes. Like, I've got to do that. And then we were on vacation in Mackinac area and there was this blue ice that happened several (sighs) years ago. It was just epic. It was these mounds of pure blue ice because it was so cold. And it was just off the shoreline in Mackinac City. And I happened to be up there. So I grabbed my dogs and we went to do pictures. And again, it was otherworldly. You definitely would have thought that was in Iceland or Norway or something. You wouldn't have guessed Michigan. And so those two things kind of, clicked. And I'm like, I want to do a project that's showcasing dogs in just as many different Michigan landscapes as I can find. So, you know, fall color, Lake Michigan, all the little lakes, um, waterfalls, open fields, right? All the wildflowers that we have in Michigan. So I, I have a whole wish list of locations and I have some idea of what kind of dog I think would look best there and so sometimes I'll just do a model call and I'll say, hey, um, I'm in Grand Rapids to photograph the um, Virginia Bluebells. I'm looking for a dog that's kind of orangish in color. So that's wow. you know, some complimentary colors. Um, Who is available on these dates? And so I'll find some models and I'll, I'll go get that. And then I'm on to the next project. Oh, I love it. It's a personal project. I don't know what it maybe it will be a calendar or a book someday. Maybe it'll be an exhibit or maybe it's just. A portfolio on my website that I just love to look at, but it's in my head and I have to get it out.
2: Got it. Before we get to our fishbowl question, I have to ask, you mentioned your pets. Give us which pets you have and their names.
0: So we have Violet, who is a Newfoundland. We have Bernie, who is a Great Pyrenees Australian Shepherd mix. And then we have two kitties. One is Reggie, although he's he's more like a dog. So his new nickname is Puppy. Um, <laughs> but he's still, I, I think he still identifies as a cat. So we'll still call him a cat. And then we rescued another cat. His name is Barney. Uh, so we do have Barney and Bernie, which gets a little confusing. Uh. But we adopted both of them with their names, so we're keeping them. And so he's a senior kitty. Unfortunately, he has cancer, um, which mm. we knew going into it. But we're giving him the best time that we possibly can for as long as he has. So he kind of rules the roost right now.
1: Oh, he sounds like a very lucky cat. Yeah, we're lucky too. So now it is time for our fishbowl question of the day. John, you want to pull the question?
2: All right. This is the time where we pull a totally random question for our guest. So, Jen, let me reach over here. Okay. Here is our random question for you, Jen. We've talked about cats and dogs and pets. I'm going to go a complete 180 here. Do you believe in aliens?
0: (laughs) I don't think that we know everything that goes on in the universe, but I don't believe in aliens.
2: Fair enough. You've given us a lot of great information and a lot of great resources that we'll be sure to include in our show notes here, Jen. Quickly, how do people get in contact with you?
0: So you can find me on my website, fireflypetphotography.com. I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Photography. And like I said, I have that weekly pup date. So if anybody wants to sign up for that, they can do that on my website as well. And I will send them all the fun things to do with their pets for the week. Love it. Well, thank you so much, Jen, for being on our show. It was such a pleasure
1: having you on. And we love talking about animals. My name is Lisa Bibby. I'm a realtor with Keller Williams Advantage. I put the real back in realtor. We want you to love where you live. Questions about buying or selling? Call today. My website is soldbylisab.com, and you can find me on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram at Sold by Lisa B.
2: And I am John Gay from Jag in Detroit podcast. I'm the podcast guy. Any questions you have about podcasts, I'm always happy to have a conversation. If you like the way this show sounds and want me to create a podcast for yourself or your business, you can find me online at jagindetroit.com. The Rock Pod is presented for the Royal Oak Michigan Chamber of Commerce. For more information about the chamber and chamber events, you can go to royaloakchamber.com. Thanks, everyone.